Alright guys, welcome back to the Roll Forge. Jameson here with Alex and Caleb. We're going to be talking about uh, D&D. We're going to be talking about uh, Monster Minute, where we're going to do a highlight of a certain monster uh, as a little segment here. And then we're going to be talking about San Diego Comic-Con. Oh boy, so much stuff uh, that we're looking forward to with that. Um, but first up, you know, obviously you guys love D&D, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, so we'll jump straight into the Monster Minutes for this week. And I am the first choice, since it was my idea, and I have chosen, drumroll everyone, the <laughs> Intellect Devourer. Oh god. One of the most terrifying 2CR monsters you will ever witness in the history of your life. Only two CR, eh? I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down for you. I don't think Caleb the worst two CR thing you could find. It, it's gonna be up there. Caleb is Doesn't not sound that Caleb, intimidating. Caleb Caleb is 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 uh more versed as a player as he is newer to D and D. Uh, Alex and I have done obviously lots of D and D videos and uh played for a longer period of time. So and we like doing theory crafting and reading about all the different stuff. And yeah, you all own the books and such. Um, <laughs> so I will explain it. I'll break it down for you. So it is only a 2CR monster. Okay. Tiny aberration. So it's a little baby. It's basically a brain with four legs. Okay. Uh, armor class of 12. Okay. Pretty easy. It's only CR2. So uh, hit points, 21 hit points. Movement speed of 40. All right. Um, it has it does have re damage resistance to bludgeon, piercing, slashing from non-magical, which is at for 2CR, uh, that low level. Not a whole lot of people have uh, magical yeah, weapons. That's pretty strong. That's pretty so, strong. Just... So I would basically think of it as having 42 health. Basically, it basically has double health um, if you're not using magic attacks against it because at that low level, you're not going to have magic items for most campaigns. And here's where it gets uh, funny here. It has uh, a passive ability to detect sentience. The intellect devourer can sense the presence and location of any creature within 300 feet that has an intelligence of 3 or higher. So it can pretty much pick up anything that has a brain. Uh, regardless of interposing barriers, unless the creature is protected by a mind blank spell. Okay, so it's basically going to pick up anything around it that has any kind of intelligence. Um, it also has multi-attack. So at low CR, there's not a whole lot of things that have multi-attack that are... Uh, well, I, I, I guess there are some, you know, that have decent multi-attacks, but... Uh, this one's nothing too special. Uh, it just basically makes two claw attacks, which is a plus four to hit. Uh, 2d4 plus 2, average of 7 damage. So it doesn't hit very hard, uh, but where it gets you is its other abilities. So if it, it can choose to, instead of using uh, a multi-attack, it can use the Devour Intellect ability. All right? Um, and, we're, and again, we're just breaking this down for everyone who doesn't exactly know how this, this monster works. Because um, I know some of you that are like Intellect Devour, and you're like, oh, I know what that is. I know everything about it. But so not everyone is as well-versed in every monster, so... Just kind of recapping everything here. Uh, the Devour Intellect ability, it can target a creature within 10 feet that has a brain. The target su must succeed a DC 12 intelligence saving throw. Okay, not a whole lot of people or spells or abilities use intelligence saving throws. It's definitely it's the a, least, least common one in the game. A very, far. very rare saving throw. So uh, even though it's DC 12, it is one of the definitely least common uh, saving throws, and if they fail, they take uh, 2d10 psychic damage, averaging 11. Also, on a fail, you roll uh, 3d6 and reduce 
the score of the intelligence. So it says if the total equals or exceeds the target's intelligence score, that score is reduced to zero. So if you have an intelligence of eight, okay, or 10 even, and you roll 3d6, the average for 3d6 is, is a 10 or 11. So if you have a 10 intelligence, this thing can straight up KO you immediately. All right. No matter, doesn't matter how many hit points you have, it will reduce your intelligence to zero, and you are stunned until you regain a point of intelligence. Now, that's more up to the DM's discretion, because it doesn't say how you regain a point of intelligence. Um, there's no save. You don't remake a save or anything. You're just Your intelligence is zero, and you are stunned. So if you get hit by this ability, and it reduces, and, and the total roll from the 3d6 is more than your intelligence score, you are KO'd, essentially. But wait, there's more. There is another ability that the Intellect Devourer has called Body Thief. Alright. The Intellect Devourer initiates an intelligence contest with an incapacitated humanoid within five feet that isn't protected by protection from good and evil. So, that's pretty much everyone. Okay. If it wins the contest... The Intellect Devourer magically consumes the target's brain, teleports into the skull, and takes control of the body. While there, the Intellect Devourer has total cover against attacks and other effects originating outside its host. The Intellect Devourer retains its intelligence, wisdom, and charisma scores, as well as its understanding of deep speech, its telepathy, and its traits. It otherwise adopts the target's statistics. It knows everything the, tar the creature knew, including spells and languages. If the host body dies, the Intellect Devourer must leave it. A protection from good and evil spell cast on the body drives the Intellect Devourer out. The Intellect Devourer is also forced out if the target regains its devoured brain by means of a wish spell. Alright. Because, <laughs> you know, at level CR2, the biggest thing you're, you know, worrying about is casting a level 9 spell to regain your brain. Uh... By spending five feet of its movement, the Intellect Devourer can voluntarily leave the body, teleporting to the nearest unoccupied space within five feet. The body then dies unless its brain is restored within one round. So, boom. You have a level 2 CR monster that can instantly kill something just out of nowhere. They have to be focused. Like... <laughs> And then, and then, did you say the devour body part? Like it had to be it, the if you lose the creature, the, the no, no, no. I'm talking about for it to even be able to target the creature, it had to be incapacitated. Correct. So, so it, it had to. It had, it either had has to, to be landed. It has yeah, it had either to hit the other ability. Had to have landed the uh, devour the first ability. Yep. So yeah, it either has to, it has to be incapacitated in some way, shape, or form, either knocked out or uh, stunned indefinitely, kind of thing. But. If you put the thing is, if you have a couple of these out on the battlefield, or if you have this with like a mind flayer or something else that has any other way to incapacitate another player, um, you're looking at a, a a very potential death. You're not making death saving throws. It says you straight up your brain is eaten, and you are under control of this creature, and it gains control of your spells. <laughs> it, it it can use your spells against your friends. That's the best part, right? So, like, at, at higher levels, yes, you can kill these things really easily. But if you have, like, a surprise attack from, like, some illithid or something that incapacitates you, and then they, you know, eat one of your brains before you can even do anything, and just kill a player, 
outright, and they're like, oh, I have access to level 7 spells now because I just, you know, killed some, you know, big player or something. It's like, it's it's hilarious and terrible and what terrifying kind of, at the same twisted, time. What kind of twisted DM says, I'm going to throw this <laughs> in at, at, at level 4 for my boys and... Yeah, imagine uh, fighting people, that at, at level two, you know. Deep. Yeah, yeah, and see how it goes <laughs> well, now. What level were we when we faced him in Waterdeep? Because we fought one of those in Waterdeep. We didn't, didn't fight it. It like it, didn't it just take off, or was that the Mind Flayer itself? That was mind the Mind Flayer. Yeah. We fought the Intellect Devourer. Yeah, yeah the did Intellect Devourer didn't it? It hit. It hit Matt, right? Like it, I believe it, it did. And with Devourer Mind, I think no, it didn't. No, because no, because uh, the Mind Flayer uh, dominated person oh it's just a uh, person. yeah but the intellect devourer i can't remember how it died but it, it got it got killed pretty quickly because it got focused yes it did um i think it i think uh See, I was jacob attacked we, I was, it and it got I was, it made the save or whatever to get to not get stunned i was thinking that we had seen or i had at least seen one of these before and i was like it had to have been water deep because yeah it, it was we, we have yet to do anything like this and the main campaign but at least for me since i've started playing it but um yeah the, yeah. the thing that's, too is that's a nasty cr2 man the, the intellect devourer is usually no joke yeah they usually come around you know with uh uh illithid and other kind of aberrations yeah, and things yeah they're companions yeah they're, they're not usually by themselves but dastardly companions running into an intellect devourer even at high levels can be scary because if you're really dumb like if your intelligence is low you just you just screwed, man. Like I, even in um, uh, critical role, they ran into an intellect devourer when they were level nine, and Grog got incapacitated because right. it used the uh, the devourer intellect ability, and it reduces intelligence to zero. And they just outright a level two CR creature outright stopped a berserker barbarian at level nine, which is ridiculous. I mean, what other two CR creature? could essentially just change the flow of combat against a, a, a player that high level. It's it's hilarious. Like I said, Nathaniel hilarious and terrifying. Wouldn't a, Nathaniel wouldn't have a good time against one if it actually landed on Yeah, a lot of people other than wizards... Yeah, yeah, a lot of non-wizards don't use uh, intelligence. Well, uh, I mean, or, it, it's actually a dump stat for most... Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's really the terrifying thing is... I think I'm trying to think what all classes get proficiency in intelligent saves. Wizards, there's one. There's only one other class that gets it. I'm drawing a blank on what it is, but the fact is, like, they're. I mean, even for somebody like level twenty character, could this could one shot a level twenty character just because if you know, the, it's an it's an intelligent saving throw, you're not gonna you're not yeah. gonna have a proficiency bonus to it. So I mean, most people are gonna have a a zero or a plus one, maybe a plus two. If they're just a caster and maybe they want to have a higher intelligence, but outside of a, a wizard or like an eldritch knight or a trickster rogue or something like that, you're not going to have a lot of intelligence on a character. Yeah. But anyways, I just I I think keep the CR low, but still hit them hit them hit them hit them where it hurts with our first monster monster yeah, minute get segment. Uh, and that just kind of goes to with another kind of side thing I want to mention with D and D is as like a DM, it's always uh, a challenge to challenge your players you know obviously um like so picking monsters that uh play on the weaknesses of your players can be really interesting like uh like for example if, you, if all your players have low intelligence you throw one of these bad boys at them or throw this in the mix up creatures and it completely changes the the way the combat is approached especially if they're truly not metagaming and uh not knowing 
what these things do. Um, definitely make some big changes. And like, for example, in our last uh, session, we had um, our players, like, again, we have a bard, cleric, uh, a rogue, and a druid. So lots of casting, and they like to use fire and lightning damage a lot. So um, this last uh, session, I threw uh, three Vrock at them, which have resistance to fire and lightning damage, amongst other things. So uh, they essentially mitigated a large chunk of their major damage, which kind of changed the flow of combat, you know, because it's just as a DM trying to find ways to counteract your players so they can't just, you know, for one, use the same abilities all the time. And for two, give them a, a, a different situation or circumstance to try to work around or try to solve. Uh, just to challenge them, even if even if it's not killing them. Because none of you guys were really threatened by death except Drew, who got really lucky. Uh, yeah, he did. He almost got killed. The, the, he, was, he was knocked out. The rogue, man. Yeah, the rogue was knocked out, and one of the Vrock went up and made a multi-attack against him with advantage because he, he was prone on the ground, knocked out. But he kept we we kept having to revive him too. So Varak saw that he wouldn't guy, stay down. This yeah, guy, this guy wouldn't stay down, and that he kept getting getting brought up, but only you know barely by a hair. We were casting what uh, healing word on him, and maybe giving him total of twelve hit points at a time if we were using that for a bonus action. So Varak knew that he was low on HP either way, and that he kept he was being persistent and kept coming up. So he went and swung at him and. Yeah, he had a our rogue had a bad time during that encounter, and I think for the la for like the the five or so minutes after we finally downed the three things, we were all like, "What do we got? What do we got to do to figure out why they were they were so resistant to our things?" And we were rolling all kinds of stuff to like try and examine the carcasses and examine, you know, the creatures yeah. themselves is what 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 was such what, what was the holdup and stuff. So. Yeah, it just gives you know more opportunities to change up how the players interact in different encounters, and of course you know you can add other stuff too, where you add uh, other things moving on the battlefield as well, uh, where you have you know different weather or other moving obstacles and things in combat, which can you know mix up things a little bit. Um, but with that, we have a lot of stuff with the San Diego Comic Con that I want to go over. Um, so let me, I'll let someone else make some introductory comments about this because I don't want to talk too much, you know. So, does someone else uh, have any comments that they want to make about this year's Comic-Con and their thoughts and whatever? Well, the, the biggest thing for me, obviously, is, the, of course, the announcement of the, you know, Phase 4 Marvel. Mm. Um, and you look at the list um, of what's coming out, and it's not just the fact that it's the movies with Disney Plus, of course, being a thing that's going to launch, you know, Huge. November 2019. Absolutely huge. Originally, you're like, okay, what's going to be the point of this? And you think about the fact, oh, wait, Disney owns Marvel. Disney owns Star Wars. <laughs> Disney, so owns, much, Disney owns so ESPN. Much, <laughs> so much spin-off spin room and, yeah. and story story room, man. It's going to yeah. go nuts. And as the Phase 4 they thing shows, that's a really, really good opportunity for them to use that platform to get further into the deeper stories of some of these characters that we feel like we've only gotten bits and pieces of. Yeah, uh, for like, sure. You know, the fact that they're going to give Loki his own show that by itself, and it's actually going to be Tom Hiddleston yeah. that by itself is I'm getting Disney plus for that. Alone. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's going to happen. And that's the you thing know, too, uh, is just a side comment here is 
like 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 me and you and I'm sure a lot of other people are really excited about this, but I'm sure on the other end of the spectrum, some people who uh, have watched most or if not all the movies, um, are now seeing like, hey, if we want to have full, uh, continuity and lore, we need to watch these shows as well. It might turn some people off, you know, because they're like, I have to subscribe to the service just so I can make sure I'm, you know, fully in tune yeah. with the, the cinematic universe because this is really the first time that they're adding a major emphasis to the canon of the MCU yeah. with TV shows. Now, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of goes with the the canon. They make references here and there, and Defenders, like Iron Fist and Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, their shows make references here and there to uh, the MCU, but they don't aren't directly involved. They actually involved. put it in the timeline. Yeah, yeah, they actually put it in the timeline with Phase 4 that there are Disney Plus series well, and, that yeah. are going to be going to be kind of key points on this timeline and 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 key uh, aspects of Phase Four and what you need to watch in order to really get the full picture yeah, exactly. of you know what the universe is looking like. So yeah, that's that's pivotal. That's huge, and it made me think of like I mean we're basically taking kids going to the comic bookstore after school spending the dollar on x amount of comics to now we're subscribing to disney plus and we're going to we're pre-ordering tickets and stuff and it's basically taking everything that is marvel and on a, a print and and making it digital and i know they're already like yeah the movies have done that but i mean if, if they're putting shows into the timeline and in these phases then people are going to have to invest a whole lot more time and subscription and money into like really getting the full picture. So I think that's, yeah. this is a, this is a big move by Disney and a big move by Marvel, uh, with phase four. So yeah, we'll see. Pretty, I mean, exciting. pretty exciting. Yeah. We'll see how everyone handles it. And I know a lot of people are like, Oh, there's fatigue and superhero movies and MCU and everything. Um, but you know, with the amount of excitement and hype around everything that was announced, um, I think the MCU is going to be around for quite a while. Um, like I obviously am a big MCU fan. I always try to go see the movies at you know midnight or you know as early as I can see them, uh, barring I have the ability to do so. Um, and it's just I heard like a story too is people were waiting in line to go into a Hall H at uh, Comic Con, which is where they had the press conference uh, for Marvel, and people were waiting in line like eighteen hours, twenty hours. Uh, just to get into the theater because like people were it was so many people trying to get into this and it's like the biggest theater I think that they have at Comic Con I've never been personally though I'd love to go in the future um, but just the amount of hype that's still going on uh, like I said I think it's going to be around for, for quite a while um, and I guess I'll actually for those of you who haven't seen the list I'm sure most of you probably have uh, I'll kind of go through the rundown of when everything's supposed to be coming out uh, the next big Marvel movie is The Black Widow, uh, which is coming out in May of next year. It says May 1st, I believe, uh, 2020. And this is actually a semi-prequel. I believe it's between Civil War and uh, Endgame, uh, somewhere in between there. Um, it's going to be uh, featuring like Taskmaster. We have uh, David Harbour from Stranger Things is going to be in it as well uh, as, a, as a major character. Um, and we also have... A character, uh, Yelena, from uh, the comics as well, actually is someone who takes over as the Black Widow. Um, so 
kind of spoilers alert, I guess. If you haven't seen Endgame yet, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Uh, I'll try to I'll try to avoid the spoilers as much as possible. But basically, um, in Endgame, there's going to be a bunch of turnaround as uh, turnover of characters where people are going to be either retiring or who have either retired or died off. Uh, they're going to be replaced by newer characters. Also, these actors have been playing these characters for, you know, 10 years now. Um, a lot of them. So uh, it's time for some of them to kind of rotate out. Uh, some are still going to be sticking around, of course. But um, with Black Widow, uh, it's possible with this prequel movie that they'll introduce a character a la Captain Marvel style. Where they've always existed in the universe or have for a period of time, but we didn't know about them. And then that makes sense as to why you're starting to see them show up in newer movies. Um there's like that passing of the mantle or like introduction from the past kind of thing to kind of give you some uh, backstory for a character before they just throw them into the mix of everything. So that's Black Widow. And then um, the next thing is fall 2020. We have uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be a TV show on the Disney Plus service. Um, it's going to be about how they team up and I'm trying to avoid spoilers as much as possible. It's pretty much impossible. Um, how they take over after the events of Endgame. Uh, then we have the Eternals. Well done. Well <laughs> <You're right. laughs> trying to well, try and to... Well said. Obviously, I mean, come on, guys. Go watch. If you haven't watched Endgame yet, go watch it. What are you doing? You shouldn't be um, listening to this if you haven't watched Endgame yet. <laughs> uh, then we have uh, the Eternals. Just kidding. In, All are welcome. Uh, let me see if I can pull the cast up real quick. Because I know they have um, Angelina Jolie's in it. Uh, they have quite a cast, actually. Where we go? Let me get this pulled up. Uh, Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden. Ooh, we got Rob Stark. If you don't know who that is, uh, Rob Stark from uh, Game of Thrones uh, is also in this. We have Angelina Jolie, Richard uh, Madden, Kamal uh, Nanjiani is also supposed to be in it. Sam Hayek, uh, Brian Henry, Dong. Wow, well, I'm sorry if I Dong Sok Ma. I'm sorry. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know how to say the name. I'm I'm bad. Um, but they have a very uh interesting cast um to say the least so i'm curious to see how that comes out and how they're gonna go with this uh line of the eternals you don't know who the eternals are they're basically um like the line that they have is they're a race of immortal beings who lived on earth and shaped history and civilization uh in the comics thanos was actually an eternal um with a deviant trait so essentially thanos was an eternal uh mutant x-men basically so Imagine the Eternals are like humans, and then Thanos was like an X-Men version of the Eternals, basically. So he's a mutant with, they call it a deviant trait. So it's kind of like his backstory, maybe they'll get into some of that uh, with the Eternals, could be interesting. Um, and then we have February 12th, 2021, Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, now this is going to be interesting because they're actually going to have in this in this movie the real Mandarin. So, like, if those of you have seen Iron Man 3, you know uh, they had Ben Kingsley play. The name's Trevor. Trevor Slattery uh, was an actor who was playing the Mandarin. Uh, and a lot of people were upset about that because the Mandarin was a huge villain. Well, it turns out they did, like, a, a, like a one-shot kind of uh, show thing with Ben Kingsley to show that the, the, the Mandarin actually is a real villain. And he was just impersonating him. Uh, so Shang-Chi is supposed to bring... The Mandarin back into play. He's kind of like an Iron Fist character, but I, my understanding is I don't know the character very well. But my understanding is that he is um, not magical in any way. He's just like like an amazing martial artist, essentially. He's just a very trained, uh, very strong martial artist. So that'd be interesting. Coach man. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, in spring 2021, we have WandaVision for Disney+. Plus. Uh, no idea what that's going to be about. It could be very interesting. Um, especially with uh, the events of Infinity War with Vision. Uh, yeah, uh, interesting to see how that what they're going to do with that. Uh, and then one of the biggest ones I'm probably looking forward to, and I'm sure Alex is as well, is uh, May 7th, 2021, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Indeed. Mm, Doctor Strange. One of, on the short list for my favorite <laughs> Marvel characters, for sure. And the fact that it's Benny Cumberbatch just makes it so much better. Yeah, it was, that's the thing. is Marvel. One thing Marvel's really good at is its casting is phenomenal. They, just, yeah, they, they don't just find good actors. They find good actors that they're just made for their roles. Exactly. And they have the money like to basically the pick only anyone. Person, yeah, the only person that could play the role, they pick it. Um, one thing here um, that I do know of they is... find it. Obviously, the title is Multiverse of Madness, so that means we're going to be going into the multiverse. Uh, we already know that multiverse existed from the first Doctor Strange movie, as he's floating through astral form, through all kinds of different dimensions and multiverses Der and whatnot. Mamu. Um, apparently, this movie is actually supposed to be the first quote-unquote horror movie in the MCU, technically. It's going to be kind of darker, um, but it also is going to have Scarlet Witch in it. So you're going to have Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch in a movie, which is probably the two strongest people, barring maybe Thor, uh, probably in that mix. So you have two of the most powerful uh, beings in the MCU in one movie. Must be facing something pretty ridiculous for that. Uh, and then Loki in spring of 2021 on the Disney Plus streaming service. We also have in summer of 2021, uh, What If, which is uh, also on the Disney streaming service, like I said. Um, it's going to be an animated film about like uh, basically alternate realities and things like what if this happened or like what if Dormammu actually defeated Doctor Strange or it's going to be like, you know, just really crazy scenarios, um, stuff like that. Or what if uh, Red Skull was able to use the Tesseract or, you know, Hydra took over S.H.I.E.L.D. and, you know, took over the world or stuff, weird stuff like that. Who knows? Uh, then we have Hawkeye in fall of 2021, which is also Disney Plus streaming service. Uh, my understanding is this is going to be about Kate Bishop, who is trained by uh, Clint. And she, in the comics, takes over as Hawkeye, another mantle-passing thing here. So it could be interesting to see him kind of training up uh, Karate Kid-style, the next Hawkeye kind of thing. Who knows um, how that'll go. And then, last but not least, that was announced uh, November 5th, I believe it is. Or maybe I'm blind without my glasses. Uh, 2021, Thor, Love and Thunder, Thor 4. Natalie Portman is coming back uh, as Jane Foster. And in the comics, there was a point in time when Jane Foster had Mjolnir and became took on the powers of Thor. Um, with Thor being, uh, semi-spoilers, uh, let's say out of shape in Endgame, uh, it's possible he might have lost some of his respect. And uh, so maybe they tie in some of that as a way. Uh, to bring in Jane Foster with taking on Mjolnir, although Mjolnir was destroyed by Hela in Ragnarok. So, uh, not really sure what's going on with that. We'll see how they tie all that together or whatever. Um, I'm assuming Captain America took uh, Mjolnir back to Asgard. Uh, trying to avoid spoilers, kind of impossible. <laughs> Again, uh, but yeah, lots of things happening. Um, and then, oh, last, actually. At the end of the Marvel's press conference, that they had uh, Mahershala Ali walk out on stage, and he put on a hat that said Blade, 
So they're bringing Blade to the MCU. They did not announce when it's coming. They just said that it's being in being worked on. So take it what you will. It's gonna be. It's gonna have to be PG thirteen Blade though. I know a lot of people are probably gonna be upset about that. Uh, so it can work into the MCU. I did see some comments on Reddit that were pretty funny. Where it was like, MP, it's like everyone in the MCU. We've never seen any vampires, and it's like Blade. You're welcome. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Because, you know, that's like the meme right now is like someone says this and then someone responds this kind of thing. But um, what was that? I'll, I, again, I talk way too much. I'm sorry. Someone else take over with some of the shows, <laughs> some of the shows and stuff. I, I just talk, you know, Marvel, man. I, I'm all about that Marvel. Uh, but shows, I I, I, got some, I had some that I know I was looking forward to. But what are you guys thoughts? What else from uh, Comic-Con? Go ahead there, Caleb. Um, I mean, were these, these weren't talked about at Comic-Con. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to talk around, about in and around Comic-Con. In and around. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to stay on like the movie and, and show bit. Um, so I, I finally watched the trailer actually today. Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> All right. Like Tom Cruise. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's my boy. Uh, Oh, Tommy. I'm a huge Top Gun fan. Like, Love it all. Way to the yep, yep. Like, w- like, I want to be Maverick, and I mean, they're bringing it all back. And it, it, and I love the only like two lines that Tom Cruise says in in the trailer are just so vague and so <laughs> they don't. T- I mean, they're just so cheesy and vague, and it's perfect. And I can't wait. But like, um, it's really just more like that. He's in a like a real on f-18 uh f-18 hornet the super jet and he's doing gnarly stuff and it's gonna be like they're going against water and and he's throttling up and there's like effects in the water and you can see like the jet of like make the sonic boom next to the water and that's mm-hmm. gonna be cool the visual of it's gonna be cool it's actually on like you know aircraft carrier out in the ocean just like the old one or just like the original yeah. and it's all in you know modern well shot uh footage and it's just gonna be a cool revamp um super stoked about that as far as movie off the off the topic of marvel but bringing back old tommy in top gun maverick go watch the trailer if you haven't seen it it's amazing. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, bringing back the classics, you know. I mean, I mean, Disney's doing it, so like, why? Why? Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, why shouldn't Sony it's and, too is, is, and TriStar? I think Sony and TriStar is doing it. So, like, based like, on least... on uh, the trailer, it's it's like it looks like it's just picking up directly after like time, real time past, like. Yeah, he's supposed to be like a, or whatever. I can't remember who the guy is, the 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 actual like admiral that's talking to him, but he's the super famous guy. Uh, super famous, and I can't think of his name. Um, just blanking on it. But yeah, it'll be really interesting. And like a lot of the dog fights and stuff were really cool in the original, but we'll just see how because there hasn't really been a movie like that in quite some time, you know. Uh, the 90s were all about the, you know, a few good men, Top Gun, Saving Private Ryan. Was uh, was that 90s or was that early 2000s? Um, but Ed also, Harris. Ed Harris is the yeah, guy yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Ed wow, Harris. Yeah. And he says, he says uh, he's like, you should, uh, I'm talking to you right now and you should be a, a two-star admiral by now. But here you are. 
captain. And so, like, it's 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 Maverick has kept his, you know, he has he hasn't like ranked up hardly, and I guess he hasn't ranked up at all. He's just he's just stayed a captain. Hey, well, keep flying, man. Just stay, yeah, <laughs> stay in the stay in the the pilot seat, which is crazy. But like, like you, you or he says, uh, the lifespan of of your profession is is very inevitable, and he's. You're gonna die, and he says, uh, like the second, I know this, the second line, the only line he says, one of the only lines he says is, "But not today." Like Tom hits him with the "But not today." <laughs> and it's like, what did we say it. to the God of Death? <laughs> not today. It was. It, I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, another one, some shows that looked really interesting to me. Obviously, uh, big fan of The Witcher. Uh, and Netflix is making The Witcher with uh, Henry Cavill. Uh, Superman should be really interesting. It has a lot of potential. Um, That's those, the right word. Yeah, definitely high potential. It's kind of like Game of Thrones with a with a bigger emphasis on the fantasy side. It's got like elves and uh, you know all these monsters and a lot more of the fantasy side of everything. Yeah, I don't think they're trying to appeal to the same kind of crowd that Game yeah, of Thrones it's, it's, appeal it's definitely... to. They're really going straight at the, the, the fantasy. Yeah, it's like a dark fantasy. Fantasy gamer, you know, kind of nerd them bit instead of like trying to appeal to the... the political side of the, political... the game of the throne, like who's taking control of power. Yeah, and, and kind of like the everyday person that like if you like yeah. entertainment, then you would have liked Game of Thrones. Whether you dug that it was set in, you know, medieval kind of times with castles and carriages and horses whatever uh it's still it had you know drama and such to it this is more i think witchers what they're trying to do is kind of throw that not really throw that out the window but make like it, make it more unique and focused on like a darker yeah, fantasy yeah kind of thing. exactly exactly yeah so and you know they've got practice with uh, stranger things already making creating cg monsters and stuff like that um and they've shown with stranger things how they can do some of that darker side of uh of things especially when they're in the upside down and things like that i um, think there's just also the umbrella of that like netflix has made a lot of great 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 original content based yeah. on things but then there's also that whole other side of the coin that's they have flopped on so many yeah, yeah. so many based on certain things that people are skeptical and 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 cautiously optimistic that's the yep. second time in the show that we have used that <laughs> phrase, but I, I think we could, we could, our motto. We could yeah, that could be, uh, that could be said for the Witcher series that sure. Netflix is trying to undergo. Yeah. And I think one thing too, that I noticed is I read some, or I read, I watched some videos and interviews with, uh, Henry Cavill. Um, he actually is a big fan of the Witcher. Um, not only the games, but he said he read all the books as well. And the fact he's that he's a really big gamer guy, yeah, he's, he's a big a, WoW player. That too. gives me a lot more hope because that means really? he actually, yes, yeah, he, he's, oh, he's a big gamer. Me. Yeah. That's what's up. Right? Yeah, he he was on uh, awesome. Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon a couple years ago and said he almost missed his casting call for Superman because he was in the middle of a raid on WoW. No, I, that's <laughs> nuts. No way. He, but, he, was, I, he was on one of the talk shows and said that. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, so that gives me a lot more Super hope because when you have a lead character that really knows the series well, knows um, that source material, it's gonna it's gonna really bleed through. And I think he actually contacted. My understanding is he actually reached out to Netflix 
and was like, I want to play Geralt. Like, and they're like, all right, let's go do a screen test or whatever. And they're, they're like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> so, um, and I know he dropped being Superman. Um, I think, I, I don't know, 100% sure, but I know at least potentially he, to be able to take on this role. Also, um, you know, he wasn't seeming to be super into playing Superman anymore with the way the direction that DC was going. So uh, being able to see him in another role like this, he actually is a pretty uh, good, diverse actor. Like he was in the last uh, Mission Impossible movie yep. um, as well. And he did a really good job in that as well as uh, that, you know, that mustache, the infamous mustache that was CGI'd out in Justice League or whatever. But yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then another couple shows from uh, HBO, uh, not the first trailer, but some new trailers from uh, Watchmen. Now, my knowledge on Watchmen is not uh, super, super uh, high because I'm more of a Marvel fan guy here. Um, it's thick. That's all I know. It's, but uh... the movie was pretty crazy. And that's that's yeah. pretty much the only knowledge I have is from the movie. Um, I know this is going to be a little bit different. Obviously, different take, a more down-to-earth because with uh, Dr. Are they Manhattan, doing it more based on, or is it more like Rorschach's kind of... Yeah, I, I think know it's, the it's was, called like was, the. Was... I think it's the TikTok apocalypse or something like that. I can't. I don't know all the details again. I'm not. I'm not as knowledgeable in this series, um, but it is based on a different time frame. I don't know if it's. I can't remember if it's before or after the events of the movie, um, but it, it's definitely not trying it's to. Like re, it's not trying to recreate like, the the movie. In one any thing way. is like how Rorschach became Rorschach, right? Like that's gonna yeah, be think, kind of a big canon on it. Is it seems big, it seems to be they're arc. leaning into the more grounded side of it. You know the uh yeah the superheroes next door kind of thing versus these huge mega all-powerful dr manhattan floating blue swinging swinging dangly bits. John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways uh with that looks really interesting again another high potential hbo has even bigger budget than netflix i would oh well i don't know uh hbo i think they do put a lot of money into their shows obviously with game of thrones and everything um and then another show from HBO that looks interesting is His Dark Materials. Now, this is based on the book trilogy, uh, Dark Materials, which is, you know, like Golden Compass. Uh, and there's some other books, too. I don't know. <laughs> Again, not super familiar. Is All it I just know is Golden Compass, or is it more? There's It's a trilogy. It's, it's a trilogy. It's a trilogy. Go, Golden, the Golden Compass. Compass book. Correct. It's so, the first book? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So And it's got um the girl from Logan is in it, and it's got, like, James McAvoy and Lin-Manuel uh, Miranda. So it's got it's got some bigger names in there, um I think, it it looks really cool uh watching the trailer, um so I'm really interested in, in seeing the, on where that goes as well. It's kind of look at thriller, suspenseful, actiony, mystery, uh, mystery. Yeah, it's got some intrigue to it for sure. Um, I'm definitely interested. Got my interest peaked in that one. Did you ever see Golden Compass or read any? I did not. I, I, I have read the Golden Compass, the book, and I've seen the movie. I haven't read the other two books in the series. You read the first one, and you watched. Don't then you watched yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. Were they the the book is great. I never. Really? I don't know why I never read the, read the other two in the series. I don't know. I, the book is a very good book. I think it was, it's worth. It's it's a decent movie. Oh, you're kind of cutting out a little bit there. Yeah, you're cutting out, um, bro. Um. But. Uh, with that, I mean, yeah, again, HBO as a good way of uh, turning things into mega 
you know, pop culture. Yeah, mega <laughs> franchises, mega pop culture influences. So a lot of faith in that as well. Um, and with that, I think uh, I know you guys, since I've been talking a lot, I had a lot of uh, wanted to cover one last thing here before we call this second episode of the Roll Forge. Um, we have some news, leaks, rumors of World of Warcraft potential things, and I know Classic is coming soon as well, which we're looking at. But I'll kind of take the back burners on this one if you guys want to go over uh, all the news and rumors and things with uh, the next expansion, um, and maybe even Classic a little bit. But uh, maybe. Just a few minutes here on going over this, and then we'll wrap it up. So, if you've been on the internet and you follow Warcraft at all, uh, there was a very, very well done post of a leak for the next expansion, which, of course, it's already like the devs are working working on all this already. You know, going to take all of our woes from from BFA and all of the, the backwards. Um, backwards steps or backwards choices in what they did for for this story uh, and how it's kind of went from like this horde versus alliance bit to now we're fighting the old gods, which we kind of saw that coming. But anyways, full circle. Uh, full circle. Uh, but been been reading up a lot of uh, reading up a bit on it and and watching a lot of you know, good content with Bellular and stuff and, and getting kind of his take on it, on maybe how um, this could be good and how, like, each expansion and each patch try, you know, the devs in Blizzard try and uh, make amends for all the things that everybody gets on the net and on Reddit and, and just bashes them for uh, all the flops and all the good things. But So there was a, a leak and... Age of Darkness is the quote-unquote working title for the, the expansion. Uh, big thing number one level squish back to sixty, uh, which would be which would be kind of I think called for. Um, I think that's going to happen regardless if this like leak has any truth to it whatsoever. I think that we end up going back a little bit on what the little number in your portrait says next to your character. Um, we're talking a couple new allied races, a uh, couple new classes, um, tinkerers, class-wise, sounds super cool. Um, then Giga Goblins and Mechanomes, which saw the Mechanomes coming. If like, And this is all speculation, but I'm just kind of pointing out the points on what this leak had in it. And... Two new allied races, Mechanomes and Giga Goblins. If you if you're playing 8.2 right now, you know that the Giga Goblins are the race that uh, the the friendly race that inhabits Najjatar. Uh, you get an ally that is a Giga Goblin that uh, accompanies you throughout the zone, and you level it up and etc. And then of course in Mechagon, uh, the whole place is the home of the Mechanomes, which were the original um gnome type more or less as far as the race goes whenever the titans actually created the race in the very early timeline of wow it was actually a mecha gnome and then old gods old gods cursed their creations and they actually took on a full flesh form 
And so I think that actually spins into, I'm not really sure, not really versed that well on how the Giga Goblins came around, but I'm just going to say that they're an underwater version of <laughs> goblins go. for, 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 for time's sake. And that's really not trying to be like, I, I really don't even know. But I think that the Mechanomes being an allied race ties into that, you know, this whole thing is going to be a battle now against and and our our you know main enemy we are we're, we ever since missed where we didn't have this main enemy and this main antagonist uh we kind of got this like how bad we wanted one in mist and it ended up turning into like lation thank goodness and i think it was five two uh popped up and we were like oh yeah thank god we get to kill something that's actually a bad guy and <laughs> yeah. and, and, and and we're not just like going out and exploring the world even though miss was great uh had a lot of great things and then we end up taking down our first of the horde baddies, which was Garash, uh, or Garash, 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 uh, at the end of Siege Orgrimmar. But uh, big baddie, hopefully in Age of Darkness, is going to be, we're, we're taking, I mean, we're already going to, we're, we're kind of, if you've done anything with Endgame and Rise of Shara, you know that the Zoth is out. Spoiler. Uh, he gets broken out of his prison, and He's in, he's in Azeroth, and we're going to have to deal with that in either 9.0 or the patch. 8.3, maybe. Or what? Or even the next patch, 8.3. Yeah, 8.3, right. Like we're, 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 but, but that means that even then, I mean, we, we, we've down Cthun, we've down Yogg-Saron, looking at uh, Nazoth. What's the fourth one? Yogg-Saraj. Yogg-Saraj. Yeah, uh, in, in, well, what? No, Cthune was, uh, uh, and hit the old, or sorry, uh, Ankaraj. So we but haven't the thing seen. To keep in mind there with with those are this is the first time that like an old god has completely gotten out. Yes, the correct. Yeah, that's true. All, all the other iterations thank you, thank it's been for, like they're, they're like, like essence in, in, it, yeah, in an embodiment. Like they can get out of their prison part of the way. Yeah. Like, but but every the time we have fought, we've been able to like we've been able to thwart that. Yeah, with yeah. with we've been able to thwart that. Um, you know. So yeah, the lower part, big enemy. Hopefully, uh, I'm thinking Age of Darkness. I mean, it's going to be tenderly. It's going to be voidy. If this is a thing, really, and I feel like that's that's welcoming. Uh, not really welcoming, but I think I would like it. Uh, the void has always been kind of this thing that like. Oh, now we're going. You're you're riding through a zone, or you're going through your questing, and then all of a sudden, like, there's voidy spots, and you're like, oh, well, this is old god touch. But imagine that kind of everywhere. They're revamping like Legion, but instead of green, it's black. Yeah, it's black and it's purple, <laughs> and it's really deep and 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 dark. So that would be kind of cool. Um, then I'm hearing like, um. Gameplay and, and like systems wise, mm, we're yeah. we're uh, we're we're trying to they're they're really holding with. I think the essence part, uh, the big the big whole RNG legendary system from uh, Legion. They learned their lesson, took away our artifacts, gave us a gave everybody the same thing kind of with the heart of Azeroth. This evolving, uh, super universal one piece that everybody got that wasn't didn't have a didn't have a special ability until now where we're talking essences but Baylor and me as well and i think a lot of the other community is like 
and, and Blizzard itself, they're going to keep with this one kind of constant, just one piece you know, that has some sort of upgradable part to it and some sort of tricky little damage dealing or damage see, mitigating sort of ability. See, and I think, part I think of, that's okay. Part of the irony, I think, with that is the reason uh, that people are having issues with BFA and stuff is, you know, obviously the Heart of Azeroth and the Azerite gear and everything. But then you see in 8.2, they add all of these, uh, whatever, you, I can't remember what they're called, the things where you can, like, the abilities that you can add onto the Heart of Azeroth. Essence. Yeah. The essences, essences, yeah. Essences. So they give you abilities or changes to stats and stuff like that. And you have, like, your major minors and stuff, kind of like glyphs. And, you know, the orig- originally they, they got rid of the whole talent tree thing because it was too hard to balance and it was just too much work for the dev team and everything. But it seems like gradually over time, they keep adding more abilities and they're just doing it in a different way. It's like, come on, get get us back. Even if it's a... They're they're giving a 6-1 way and half a dozen the other. Yeah, give us, you know, a little bit different, uh, more options with talent tree. With that said, too, you said talent tree, uh, part of it, offensive, defensive trees are supposed to be... That, that was also included in the league. I'm saying all this is, is yeah speculation. This is supposed to be this rumor. is all speculation, all rumor. It's just us kind of going like, all right, what's the next step going to be, and how are we making this? And I'm not. I am totally okay with the state of the game. Like, I wish the models. I'm a big. I'm a big appearance guy. I'm a transmog farmer. I wish yeah, they, that they, would, one. they would get away from. <laughs> or I'm talking, when I say they, I mean, I wish Blizzard would stop with the um, uh, armor proficiency style sets. Go back to, give us class proficiency style sets. Give us models. Give me, give me a model from Blackrock Foundry. Give me a model. Give me, give me that type of texture from Blackrock Foundry, from, from Hellfire Citadel Mythics. Like, I mean, they nailed that on the head. Yeah, of course, while I'm questing, I don't want any kind of really crazy thing. But I'm talking like when we're when we're doing we're we're defeating a Shar, we're defeat you know we're we're yeah. going after these these big huge names and stuff, and they drop the models for the raid as far as gear go or in the sets go that are it's all the same. If you're a priest, if you're a warlock, if you're a mage, it's just cloth. It has some some like uh, webbed, you know, tendricles coming off of it, and you kind of look like a naga with some wet blankets yeah, on. Yeah, it, and it's kind of crazy. Like, come on. Yeah, right. Like, and it's like Give they, me some taste. they've been designing class sets for like eight or nine years, and yeah. they're just like, it's too hard to do. We're just gonna stop doing it. It's like it's either that mean? or they're really, really going on like, man, we, we gotta fix all this crap that everybody's complaining about. And I'm just adding to it, like, you know, give me, I think, a class set again, bro. I, so. I think I think I think another part that was leaked or speculated was that the the eight point three boss will be uh, Sylvanas. Sylvanas. And yep. then I could yep. see that, and then instead of killing her like like Garrosh, she's supposed to be wounded. She gets captured or something. And captured. Yep. Yep. So she's she still she still stays, and they could still salvage her character if she got like corrupted by the void or something. Who knows? They could always try to save her character. Oh, yeah. um, oh they totally could. Because uh, a lot of people. I watched, like I watched another video that they were like, they brought up a good point. Um, I can't remember what his name was. It was well, it was an Asmogold react to. Uh, it was an Asmogold oh, reacts 
But it wasn't Asmongold that made the point. It was the actual video he was reacting to that was. It starts with the end. I can't remember, but it was kind of it was kind of on par and on base with how, with what uh, the actual this this quote unquote leak uh, was talking about. And and Bellular actually like broke down the official like like thread of the of the leak. But this other guy had never heard like never. It was it was pre the leak actually getting posted. And so this guy was like uh, kind of shooting from the hip and come up with some cool stuff. But he made a good point that was we don't really have, besides our heart of Azeroth right now, we don't really have any kind of like powerful weapon that Azeroth has anymore. We don't, we're not really sure where the Dragon Soul is, but that's what we used to shoot down Deathwing, right? Uh we're, we we use these great uh, artifact weapons to take down the Legion. We had, help me, Alex, what did we have in Draenor that? That what? That, we had nothing uh, in Draenor. <laughs> I guess we, had, we didn't have anything in Draenor, did we? Everyone had that Draenor. helped us, like, mess with Gul'dan and... and Not a super- I mean, we didn't down Gul'dan until Legion. Travel and deal with Gul'dan's like second iteration or anything. But he made. I guess. I guess it's just been. I guess it was kind of a. Now that I'm thinking about it, it wasn't really like that solid of a point. But <laughs> when I when I first initially heard it, when he he made his he made his statement that we don't we don't have anything to really take down these old gods if they were to. If Nazoth were to try and bring his his Black Empire back, hey, and... I'm all I'm all down for World of Warcraft two. Azroth becomes a corrupted Titan, and we move to a new planet and start over. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm down. Let's go. Azroth still Azroth still hasn't actually been born yet. Yeah, and yeah, she's in her like incubating stage, and we'll, if we don't defeat the old gods, then she's gonna be a Dark Titan. Yeah. I'd be cool going to a new planet. That'd be interesting. But then uh, we got Warcraft Three Remastered, and then we got Classic to worry about. So even yeah, if it yeah. does all go down the down the drain and down the down the toilet, then we can just all start trying Hop to down Ragnar- side, Ragnaros. High side again. hop. <laughs> let's let's down Rag again. I think the biggest Give me thing MC Forty. The biggest thing is come November. Uh, we'll know all for sure because it, it's all oh, it's it's guaranteed, right? They're gonna announce. Yeah, the they next gotta really. I mean, like the yeah, it's gotta happen. Like we're so, gonna have one. We're gonna have one more big patch right before that. That is either we're gonna we're gonna or we're gonna deal with Savannah. We're gonna see what comes of Nazoth, and then next expansion. So yeah, we'll know a lot more come November at BlizzCon, and uh, the speculation will be a lot less speculative. But um, it kind of got me going this week, like being like, "Oh man, it's already that time again." I feel y'all yeah, feel like forward. BFA kind of. I feel like BFA just just came out, but it's been. I mean, it's still been gonna, a year. Hey, and, it's still going to be another year. <laughs> yep. At least. Right. Um, right. But then you got classic as well, you know, coming in to get you some some uh, sideways progression. Um, but we could probably keep going for another six hours, but you know, I think it's a good, a good point here to wrap it up here. Um, if you guys enjoyed listening, make sure you check us out on SoundCloud. Uh, we're actually on the iTunes podcast thing now as well. Uh, so you can listen to us on it's the roll uh, podcast, forge, the roll forge yeah. podcast search. Republic for you. Android people. Out there you there. Go. Uh, check us out. Follow us. 
Um, what make sure you watch us on YouTube, subscribe, uh, follow, whatever it is let on all those platforms. What, let us know what you want to hear. Ring that bell while you're at it. Yep. Uh, thumbs up, follows, likes, shares, please on Reddit, on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever you want to share all us on. Let your friends Save know. The uh, check out our subclass series. It's probably our biggest series on uh, the channel. We're talking about all the D and D subclasses of all the. All the stuff we just posted the last one for the Arcane Trickster Rogue uh, today, or well, yesterday I guess when when this goes live. Um, and uh, make sure you guys just keep checking into the channel as all of our new content comes out. And as always, guys, thanks for thanks for listening. listening. <laughs> <Question>. <laughs> hey, do it. Try it again. Let's let's go from the top. All right. All right. And as always, guys. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Yeah. Y'all said it way slower than I did. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>